Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, August 28, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, here's the situation as we see it. There's actually a lot of stuff that we have to go through pertaining to this week, the charts, and beyond. We're at a very critical place. I'm going to give you an Irene number that won't come into play today or tomorrow, but it may come into play towards the end of the week. So you might want to stay tuned for that one. Hold your horses. Let's do the assessment of the daily chart and we'll work up and down from there. So the situation at present is they're trying once again to get up into the convergence of moving averages, the 20 and the 50 period moving average. Now they were there last week before that big reversal day. However, the big reversal day provided Mrs. Market an addition to the boondoggle day. What's the boondoggle day? Last Friday, when Jerry had his speech out in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, we call that one the boondoggle. Between the reversal day and the boondoggle day, Mrs. Market had every opportunity to continue down from those lows and A, run a test of the former low down here at 433 and potentially go lower. The choice Mrs. Market made was to not do that so from here, it's either a rope-a-dope situation where she's coming back down or she's going to get above those convergence of moving averages in addition to the breakdown candle high that comes in at 455.22. Eclipse all that stuff up there, right in that box, breakdown candle high, convergence of moving averages, get above that on daily closes and that will open the door for another leg higher. Now, think about this in terms of what do we have upcoming? We have some economic data that's on tap for this week. We've got some phony jobs number data, and we've got some other stuff. But here's the other thing. It's Labor Day weekend. There's a three-day holiday weekend coming up. Next Monday, the market will be closed. So what does that mean? Well, it doesn't directly mean anything, but what we do know is, more often than not, into these three-day holiday weekends, here's the setup. It could work the other way, but here's what normally happens. We always go with the normal garden variety thing, 80-20 rule, all that stuff. The volume and participation throughout this week will begin to get lighter and lesser throughout the week, all the way through Friday. Under normal garden variety conditions, the market will float up into the three-day holiday weekend. Not to say they can't have a pullback day or two during the week, but generally speaking, they're going to float up into the holiday weekend, leave everybody going into the long weekend in a relatively good mood. That's kind of the normal thing to do. If she can get above the convergence of moving averages and the breakdown candle high, she'll have another leg higher. Now, just above that stuff is another important number that you should know about. I would fire up the sticky note and write down 446. The exact number is a little bit short of that. Call it 10 cents or so short of that. 
but we'll round it up and say 446 will be uber important. So at any day this week, intraday, if you find them spiking above this stuff, the place that they're headed for to run a test of is 446, give or take. Put it on a sticky. As a refresher, here's the weekly chart. We've had a pullback in an uptrend, still coming up short of the 20-period moving average, and she's starting to move higher. Nothing more, nothing less. What might happen in the future isn't on the chart today. We take the market at face value. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. The end of this week, and this is what I was saying before, the end of this week is also the end of the month. The end of this week is Friday, obviously, but Thursday will mark the end of August. So here's what I'm saying. If you close out the end of August and the week below 435, that would be a case for Irene to show up. Now, yes, the weekly 20-period moving averages underneath Irene, and one might say, well, can't that be support? It's right underneath Irene, and they haven't hit it yet. Well, they came up close, and they've started to bounce away, which diminishes the importance of the same 20-period moving average. It's only good first-time, best-time. Ask traders in the live room about first-time, best-time. They're familiar with that one. Not only does it pertain to scalp trades, day trades, it pertains to swing trades, it pertains to the market and the charts in general. First-time, best-time. Don't short a dull tape, by the way. It's another old trader adage. Doesn't work all the time, meaning... Yeah, the market will go down while you're not shorting a dull tape, but that one, and it's not that I have a patent on that, it's that that's just an old trader adism. It serves us well over time. Summer doldrums, you kind of stay away from the lunchtime morning short type of thing. There are shorts during the morning rush, and those are a little bit different than the ones that linger throughout the day. Those are the ones that you have a tendency to get whipped out of. We're going to switch gears here for a moment because I want to bring up the results so far through August when we started the new Lazy Swing Trader Alert Automated Algorithm-Based Service. Just want to continue to show you the results on a consistent basis. What this system is designed to do is provide a bunch of base hits, some doubles, triples, and an occasional home run. Let's see what we've got in terms of closed trades in the month of August. As you can see here, these are the ones in order of last closed, meaning the 28th is today. So we had two trades closed today. We had XYZL, or XYL for you home gamers, and Perigo, P-R-G-O. We had Halliburton, Light, Net. Here's a put that we talked about in the spiders that was betting the spiders were going down for the month of August. That did happen. Took two exits on that one. Net gain 52 and change, percent that is. And you can see the rest, Valero, BJ, HRB. So the question is, how many were winners? How many were losers? So how many got stopped out in August? Well, let's check it out. So we had Square got stopped out at 5%. We had ADI got stopped out at 2.4%. And HRB, Herbalife, got stopped out at 4.41%. The others were winners. You see a couple of slim ones couple of whoppers, 30% on U.S. Steel, and we had the Spider Short, and we had a bunch of base hits, 
a 10%, a 6%, an 8%. And there's more on the active list that will continue to close over time when they hit their targets. So what does this equate to? I think there's 17 trades closed in August, three stopouts. That equals 82.4% for you home gamers, win ratio, and the losses we try to lose small and fast. Let me give you some easy math to recognize. If you just use this kind of math, if 10% of a swing trading account went into a trade and that trade lost 10% of its value and you had to stop out, that's 1% of the swing trading account. We're able to manage through this as long as our win ratio is good and we keep our losses small and fast and so far it's working as advertised. How does it work? Well, all the algorithm stuff and the alerts work in the back end. When a trade hits its entry target, everybody gets an alert through email and text. When a trade hits a profit target, you get an email alert and text. When a trade hits a stop, you get an email and text. First thing in the morning and all day, you're able to see a watch list of what's coming next. So you're prepared, can put orders in ahead of time, don't have to wait for the alerts if you don't want to. So I'm giving you the whole ball of wax. I'm giving you what's called a swing trade system. So there's that. What's next? Well, we just saw how the swing trading traders are making money. What about inside the number members? Are they making money? And the answer is yes. We had a spider short. Some traders took a spider long. Some traders took another spider short, took another spider long today. We had a trade from stocks on the move. We had what we call a good start to the week. What I urge you to do is read the notes, pause the video, go back to the chart and double check the work. Let's just highlight a few important things. First, at zero dark 30, we had an early pivot at 440.35. That's fine until they start moving away from it even long before the opening bell. So we adjust and you'll see that later. But where were they going above 440.35? Well, that was the bull case and the door opener for 442.15, which ultimately became our pivot later on. 442.15. We think better in pictures, so right of the vertical is today's activity. The horizontal line is in fact... 442.15, that's the place where overhead resistance began today. Remember to pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. 8.25, long before the opening bell, we've got a case of thieves in the morning going on. We would have been all too happy to ride the tape up to 4.42 and change. However, they did it in the pre-market, so that was still the target. It's overhead resistance. And if they're above on candle closes, the bulls will start working on 443.30. That's right, 443.30. And what you'll see in the notes is that was the zone of resistance. So you think about this, this is exactly what happened. Traders were willing to enter a short above 442.15. Remember, they opened above there anyway, up to 443.30. Traders shorted anywhere in between. They finally came back down, first to run a test of the pivot. Ironic how that works. No, it's not. It's a coincidence. No, it's not. There are no coincidences in the market. Then they finally came down a little bit more, tested the opening range low, bounced back. 
staying above 442.15 is the bull case. We knew that. It's going to be in the notes that you'll see that you're going to pause, read them, and go back and double check them. So that was an early short from a zone. Not a great trade. It was just a garden variety scalp trade. Five points, six points, seven points. Whatever traders got is fine. Did traders buy the pivot for a ride back up? Yes, they did. The pivot is meant to be something we trade to, something we trade from, something of a center point in the market. Hence the term pivot. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. You can see here by about nine o'clock, the thieves in the morning, the getaway car had a full tank of gas and pulled up right at 442.15, takes away our first trade up to the number and potentially our second trade back down away from that number. The second trade or the short trade was higher than that place. Always another trade around the corner each and every time. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. You see here, the pivot is 442.15. It's all in here. Support, resistance, what you need to know in order to trade the market successfully throughout the trading day. I just wanted to highlight a few things and move on. Traders in the room are making money, they're profiting, plus they're learning beyond what they even thought they would. You can take that one to the bank. Here's a snapshot of stocks on the move from today. We had CrowdStrike and 3M. Mattel didn't hit its number, it's off the board. The other two did, so let's take a look at the charts. First one, CrowdStrike, they came into the number, they got a little bit below, they popped back above. Technically speaking, they did the deal, but it was a grind, and they came into the number later in the session. The numbers work, but we want the one back here. We want this one that has market participation. You see the snapback, even though they came up short here? That's the snapback we're looking for. It's from that kind of move even though they didn't hit the line or it didn't hit the number, that's the move with participation we're looking for. This is the creeping market. Nobody's taking that trade for all intents and purposes. About 3M, 105.51 was the number. It was getting what we call a boost at the open. Some news came out. They settled some lawsuit about some stuff, whatever it was, earplugs or whatnot. Doesn't matter. They traded to a number and they immediately turned around and pulled back in the other direction. We had some participation in this one also in the room, few traders short, and then we went over in detail. We used it as a lesson to say, hey, where's the next exit? And we spent some time going over the chart in 3M, multiple charts, and showing where the exits were, and more importantly, not just so you know where, but you know why. Why is that important? because then you can use that same lesson, that same type of information for the next trade on another day. The information compounds itself just like the accounts do. How do you like Dem Apples? What's going on over in Camp IWM? They had an up day, relative strength against the SPY most of the day. Now, of course, we can make a case this is a bearish wedge, we can also make a case that they're going to trade up into the convergence of these moving averages and they could do it through the holiday weekend. We don't know they will, but that's certainly a setup that we've seen before. Below Friday's low, and this isn't mine, I got this from Guy Adami on Fast Money years ago. 
Here's what you would do if they're below Friday's low. Katie bar the door. I think he said that about Tesla one time, and I'm using the term. I think it was fantastic. Props and kudos to Guy Adami. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Same routine. Nothing's changed. They made another test of the 50-period moving average, yet they're making a bearish, flaggish pattern. No two ways about it. You have to look at this and say, until and unless they break the chain. And what does that mean, break the chain? Break the chain means unless they can get above this stuff that's making a bearish pattern, then this market has a propensity to want to go another leg lower. Remember, that's my second favorite market leading indicator next to the IWM, but a number one canary in the coal mine. This is the market you have to watch this week. If this thing is melting away, beware of the end of the week. The Q people, similar to same routine. It's a slightly different look on the chart, yet somewhat the same from the SPY. We're going to use the moving averages, but more importantly, the breakdown candle high at 372.74 as the other leg higher number. How much? Well, above that high, it's not that much higher before the next major place of resistance. You can put that one on a sticky note if you want. It's 374.40. That could be, and we'll see what happens if and how they get there, but that could be what's called in the trading parlance a stone cold short. The financials up a little bit today, but yet still making a bearish pattern under the moving averages, not under all of them, under a couple of them, can't get above that 50 period moving average. They're making this bearish pattern and that's the way you have to look at it. Until they can break this chain above here, then it's no dice and there's still an opportunity for Mrs. Market to take another leg lower. Don't let the floating market summer doldrum leading into the three-day holiday weekend. Don't let all that stuff fool you. Those are the facts. We can say what happens the majority of time, but the other side of majority is minority. So it's always on the table until it isn't. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. Smash mouth. Again, bounce day up a little over 1%, but you got a tremendous reversal candle last Thursday and until or unless they can get above here, which is still a tall order, then this is just eating time off the clock inside of the reversal candle. Not all charts look the same. This one looks a little ominous, and the transports look a little more ominous than others. Put that stuff on a sticky note, and don't lose it. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.